Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And I'm Annie Warmke. You are. And today we're going to talk about when energy is free or too cheap to meter part two. Oh, that would be you. Too cheap. <laughs> too cheap. <laughs> too cheap to meter. Okay. Well, and, and what that comes from, that, that expression comes from a famous um, quote from a fellow named Louis Strauss, who was the Atomic Energy Commissioner. And um, in 1954, he said, and I quote, it is not too much to expect that our children will enjoy in their homes, electrical energy too cheap to meter will know the great that great periodic regional famines in the world only as matters of history will travel effortlessly over the seas and under them and through the air with a minimum of danger and at great speeds and will experience a lifespan far longer than ours as disease yields and man comes to understand what causes him to age this is the forecast of an age of peace. I just want to say it sounds like those Disney uh, shows they used to have on Sunday nights, uh, mm -hmm. The Wonderful World of Color, and they showed what the future looked like. That's and right. there isn't one single thing. The future according to Kodak, which is no. now bankrupt. Well, the, the <laughs> future according to Disney, who was getting rich off that. Right. But it none of that ever materialized. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm still waiting for my flying car, but we still, we fly in airplanes and I mean, we're all, we have not our, a great, we each have our private submarine, you know? Okay. I forgot <laughs> about that. Is that what right. they call a hot tub well, today? This was the age of, of the atom. You know, this was, the, <laughs> this was the age of, of possibilities. And, and he was just an age of Adam. What's of the atom? Oh, of the nuclear atom. energy. They, they looked at nuclear energy as the dawn of a new era when energy was going to be so cheap that it was effectively free. And the point of my talk here, of course, my rant, my, my geek <laughs> your, out, your enthusiasm. Is, is that that we're once again at this new age of solar where energy will be too cheap to meter. And, and I like this quote because it points out no matter what you think the future will hold, you're probably wrong. And um, I don't really so, want to think about that today. <laughs> no, I think fine. that what I want the future to hold, and if it doesn't, whoa. Okay. So anyway, so so Louis Strauss he brought this forward, and and today's version, the solar version, is we are actually seeing a decline in prices, super dramatic. Like if you think back to 1975 you mean, you mean to for solar. generating solar, yeah, yeah, for electricity. Okay. So if we look back at 1975. The cost of a solar panel, which is just one part of a, a solar system, I hate to say that because it sounds like Mercury, Venus, and, and the like, but the cost of that generating system, it was around a little over $100 a watt. So a 300-watt solar panel would cost in, in the neighborhood of, let's get all the zeros right, but $300, 3000 $30,000. For that solar panel. And what exactly would that 300 watt panel uh, support? Well, that's energy? a typical, that's a typical solar panel today. And for an average home, you need, you know, 20 to 30 of those. So 30,000 each. Yes, each just for the panel, you know, right. then so so the cost was clearly, I mean, ast astronomical, it was something only NASA some some company like that, some organization like that could afford. Well, today that cost is down 
to really just pennies. It's it's in the neighborhood of 20 cents a watt at the wholesale level. So um, now that cost of electricity has dropped so dramatically. And if these prices continue, which is always speculative, but it seems like it's possible it could continue, then effectively you're getting to a cost point that approaches zero. And that's what I mean. The cost of electricity will become free. So but nothing's ever free. No, well, What's the true cost? I'm saying the cost of generating the electricity will be free, but you will pay for it. You know, the example I like to look at is broadband. If you think about the internet and how much that impacts our life today, well, in 1998, it cost $1,200 to transmit one gigabyte of data through wires. Today, it's less than a penny. So that's how much it costs the, the internet service provider, the ISP. It's less than a penny. Effectively, it is free. But that doesn't mean your internet service, your phone service, all of these other things are free. It just means the cost of this data transmission is effectively free. And we're going to see the same thing with electricity. The cost of generating that electricity will approach zero, but it doesn't mean that you won't pay for it. This drives me crazy <laughs> because the reality is that it costs a lot of money for the equipment. Yes, it's cheaper, but it still costs a lot of money. And the true cost of that equipment is about still coal extraction, fossil yeah. fuel extraction, uh, about rare mineral extraction, okay, well, about child labor. Your brain's in today. If we project out into the future, if all of the production is being powered by solar, if you start to see solar modules that are only two atoms thick, not a lot of materials in there. So, so we can project future George Jetson-y and find that this cost of electricity is free. Just to say George Jetson was one of your favorite cartoons. I know, and I'm he waiting was for a my spaceship car. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and he still had an irritating boss. <laughs> Something's <laughs> well, never changed. humans never change. <laughs> so, but we're used to, and this is one of those concepts that's hard to sort of put in your brain because we're used to a world where energy costs continue to increase. You know, just for example, in 1970, the, the average cost of a gallon of gas in the U.S. was 36 cents. Okay, so over the last 50 years or so, we've seen sometimes dramatic increases, sometimes dramatic decreases, but the overall trend is towards more and more expensive gasoline. Same with electricity. The cost of electricity has gone up sevenfold, seven times what you it was- You mean from traditional in generation, yes. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and even with the, the lower cost of solar generation, we're not seeing utility companies drop their costs. You know, just because they don't have to now build a coal power plant um, doesn't mean that they're, you know, they're saving a lot of money, but they're not passing that along but, to consumers. But this is just capitalism. Well, it's I It's like know. the price of corn doubled, and when the whatever was wrong changed, they never went back to the regular right. price well, of I corn. Well, I know you're a big cheerleader for capitalism, but uh, anyway. Well, I'm a cheerleader. Okay. I think capitalism has its place, compassionate ca <laughs> capitalism, but I... I'm, I object to the fact that we don't look at the true cost of things because until we're able and willing and have the heart to do it, we're not really going to change how this planet is being destroyed. Yeah, so. and I don't disagree with that. 
But thank you. Fortunately, <laughs> with, with electricity, I better not disagree if, if I know it's good for me. Oh my word! <laughs> so That's anyway, um, we you know in the past, if you didn't like what the electric company did, you couldn't go out and build a coal power plant. I mean, it was just not reasonable. But now we're moving to a time when you can install solar on your home. And if the utility doesn't like it, you can incorporate batteries into that. And you can begin to have your own local distributed energy system. So that will ultimately force those prices away or down. And and so what's going to have to happen is the utility is going to have to change. The electric utility is going to have to change in the same way that the telephone company had to change from the days when it was Ma Bell and you had your plain old party line. Yeah, your party line, all of that. Mrs. Nicholson, get off the phone kind of stuff. (laughs) And um, and so that's gone to now we have Internet data, voice over IP phones in our ear. Yeah. And so so telecommunications has moved again from a commodity pricing structure where you essentially paid for the cost of the transmission of your phone messages or in some cases data like fax machines and things like that to well, you where you paid for every call in some instances yeah, and and i remember when we were first dealing with moving to europe we had like a thousand dollar month phone bill you know which is insane today people would look at that and think that's absolutely crazy you know, but that was just the norm. That's what you. Well, that was a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> that right. that well, was a cheap after, one. Only after we got the bill. So. <laughs> yes, that's right. All right. So, so uh, as electricity becomes cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, we're going to see this this electrification of everything. You know, because oil prices, oil is a is a limited commodity, um, so it will continue to go up in price. And so what you end up doing is substituting things that we're using oil for that we can use a different source cheaper and then use the remaining oil for things that are more expensive, like using it in manufacturing to to the chemical aspect of it to create plastics and to create things that you can't you can't create plastic out of solar, you know, but you can out of oil. But I can drive my car using electricity, using solar. But so I can substitute that for the well, gasoline. if you have the right car, yeah, and everybody's moving, it will move to an electric oh vehicle. yeah, absolutely. you can see that even the big car companies are they don't want to, they don't want to accept it, but they are having to it's the right. the world's demanding it, and it's a slow process it it will take twenty thirty years because people hold on to their cars for for a period of time, well, they're know. saying now, with all of the things with the pandemic that people are holding on to their cars longer because cars prices have gone up because there's been a lack of um, availability of even used cars. Mm -hmm. And, and think about natural gas in your home. One of the reasons why people put natural gas for their heating is it's a more efficient way of doing it. And therefore it's less expensive than comparable electricity. So they now have to have a separate utility coming into their home, natural gas or propane, well, if electricity were cheaper than natural gas, which is currently is, why would you bother? Why wouldn't you just simply every new home convert over to electric? And, and that's what we're beginning to see. So we're seeing electrification of transportation, electrification of our homes, our offices. 
industry will follow suit as solar gets cheaper and cheaper. So we're moving. The military is definitely going that direction. Oh, sure. Sure. And that makes sense. Again, a major issue in the military is transportation of fuel. So if you can get the fuel from the sun and just to give you a security that don't forget that they have some autonomy from the grid system. Sure. And they can go remotely and it's safety issues. And, you know, there's just a lot of advantages to having a solar power system. And we're seeing that. So so as we move to this electrification and as we see that electricity gets cheaper and cheaper, then we're faced with the issue of who needs the utility, right? You know, if, if you're... What's that mean? Well, from the utilities perspective, if oh, they're who still needs trying... Them? Yeah, the big, who needs the them? The big American electric power folks. Yeah, yeah. So Why do they we have them? to reinvent themselves... To, Whoa, to, big, big, big corporations don't like to do that. Well, they the, like to redo their brand to pretend they're different. They're okay. greener, they're nicer, they're more socially okay. responsible. That might be harsh. I mean, if there's money oh, in it. Oh, no, it's not. You want me to give you some examples? If, if, there, if there's money in it, they will They will certainly change their, their tune. Um, so, so then what they have to do is transition from energy being a commodity to energy being a service. And and we see that with telecommunications. Sure, we have lots of precedents. Yeah, like with the internet. I mean, think about what you pay for with the internet service that you're currently getting. You can go shopping. Oh, wait, do you that. don't mean currently us. You mean well, people who people live in, in urban areas where people they actually have sur- broadband. Uh-huh. So so you've got the shopping. You you pay for data storage on the cloud. Well, you do research. Yeah. Well, and that's you know? just, of course, using that. Now we have... You can buy anything you want on the internet, depending on where you go, <laughs> even the dark side. All right. You've got conferencing, all of the Zoom, all these meetings. Yeah. So that, that has basically taken over for travel. Well, education. it's taken the real world and made it virtual. Yeah. I mean, if you just think of it that way, it just picked it up and set it in there and it's done it at a very quick pace uh, in the last few months. But each of these things you pay for, you pay for a right? subscription to Zoom, you pay for a subscription to Netflix, you pay for, of course, access, but you're not paying for the broadband. But let me interrupt myself right there just to... Uh, uh, pay for this, right? <laughs> and remind everybody that you are listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to remind you it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. And I'm not sure, but maybe, thank God, thank after God, yeah. today's show. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I'm going to show is there's so many possibilities with this transition of energy to um, to services, just as there was these transition, the opportunities with telecommunications from plain old telephone to a world of services. Um, so so if I was trying to think through what are some of these services? Like if we think about energy as a service, rather than buying gallons of gas, buying kilowatt hours of electricity. Well, the first ones, of course, if we have a, a vehicle you know, right. that's we don't electric. have to go to the gas station. Right, we don't buy gas, but we buy electricity. Right. But we just park. Charging. We put a, a plug into the car and we go away. We come right. back seven hours later. There she is. Yeah, and, and currently we think of that as plugging into our car, our outlet, and paying for it. 
but businesses are going to provide this as a service well, to get some you already to be are. in their facility. Right. And for their employees as perks too. Right. And there's some very good reasons for that, not only to bring people to their business and keep them there for a period of time, but also then when you can get the bi-directional charging and discharging, they can use this power to do things like load leveling and to deal like a UPS, a, a backup system if the grid goes down. What's so, a UPS? UPS, uninterruptible power supply. Oh, okay. Hey, <clears throat> that's pretty good. Um, anyway, so- <laughs> That you remember. I know, I know, all these acronyms. <laughs> I so, know, it's terrible. So anyway, um, so there are some advantages to them, clearly. It's sort of like getting internet service in a, in a uh, coffee shop. Right? Well, they it is very it much free. like it. Like when you go to Sheets, the gas station, and you see Tesla at the interstate has a Sheets near here that right. has um, but recharging. Paying, you're paying for that. Yeah, you're, that's, that's what I was just going to say. You're not just getting it for free. I mean, even the little town that we like to visit periodically and uh, take walks and eat, we ha there's a charging station there, but we pay 50 cents. Right. Uh, but I think we'll see that these businesses provide it for free, truly for free. Um, you're paying in other ways. You know? you know, if you think about the fact that, like, for instance, airports, the, uh, a lot of airports have now uh, undercover parking in certain parking uh, lots and how much energy they could generate if they put solar on there to... Um, be charging stations to sure. generate electricity for some of the different businesses that are at the airport. It's amazing the potential. Yeah, they could charge premium prices for parking. Your electric vehicle is being charged while you're gone. And it provides uh, additional electricity to the airport. Lots and of, it helps the things. planet in some ways because it cools that pavement by it being undercover. Sure. So, so then when you take this idea of energy being free and you put that in with the Internet of Things. Now, the Internet of Things is... Is this a phrase you made up? No, it's not. I, okay. wish, I wish it was, but it, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's where appliances, anything that uses electricity... Oh, yeah, like smart appliances. Yeah, they're connected together things. and they're communicating with each other. And there is an estimate today that 41.6 billion things will be connected through the Internet of Things by the year 2025, which is, you know, what, almost seven times, six, seven times as many people as there are on the planet. So the Internet of People is one thing. The Internet of Things is, is magnitudes larger. So every appliance will be communicating with every other appliance. I don't want to do that. Well, I know, but you don't like a lot of things that are the reality. Uh, of, of I, our but society. I just think about how invasive that is, and yeah. I don't care if my appliance can talk to somebody that's well, not in my house. Before we get to the dark, I'm sorry, side, that sounds funny. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my toaster chatting. I know, or talking to the refrigerator, right. or what if it? What if you have electric strike in the field like we had once, and it just blows everything up? Well, Good that's Lord. a problem because so many of these um, utopian visions that they like to put out there envision things working the way they're supposed to. Yeah, just like with Disney. And, and it's our right. experience has been most <laughs> things break. You know, well, most things and, don't. And if you live in a in a world where everything is really built to not last, then how does that system sustain itself? Right. And we've all experienced those frustrations, you know, where... Well, it's worse than that. It's also about economy. It's about waste. It's... 
Okay. Well, let's let's not put a layer of morality over this because you, I'm, I'm geeking out you're so moment. bad about that. Right, I'm going to tell you the the vision, right? The good things first. Oh yeah, just then, sell it to me. Sell can, it to then me. Then you can harp on the bad things. All right. So one of the things they're looking at initially, <laughs> okay, right, in the Internet All of right. Things, is energy savings. Right. If you can turn down your thermostat, you know, if the utility company can turn down your thermostat. When they need to conserve power, rather than blacking out areas, they can simply. But adjust. they've always had the ability to do that. Maybe really? for the last thirty or forty years, no, you could have a. They put a little thing on your. On your hot water heater. But they were been doing. They've been doing that with this furnaces is more, too. This is more. This huh. is getting into the individual appliances. You can you can load shift. You can say, okay, I'm going to load my dishwasher. When energy is abundant and cheap, it's going to run. You know, so it's going to mm -hmm. kick in. It's communicating there. Uh, other envisions there is that let's say a transformer out on the utility grid is misbehaving, not working up to its potential. <laughs> it's a bad boy, a teenager. Well, then you can troubleshoot. You can do software upgrades. You can you can go out and do routine maintenance before it crashes in the middle of a thunderstorm. You know, on a rainy midnight. So all of these things are de designed save energy, save money. And that's all, you know, good. It, it is good. Okay, to save but I do want to say as a disclaimer, first of all, I'm not into conspiracy theories or paranoia, <laughs> but I could see how that could be used in amazing ways. Okay, you keep wanting to go to the dark side. I'll get to it, the dark side. I'll get to the dark side. Okay. You admit there's a dark side? Oh, for sure. There's a horrible dark side. So... <laughs> So anyway, so well, you're you get, selling this side awfully hard. Oh, yeah. So so think about home security as another advantage of the Internet of Things. Yes, we're all afraid of everything. Well, and people, it, is it home are. security for bugs, too? Uh, I don't follow People that. are so scared of bugs, uh, insects. Maybe. Okay, we'll, we'll pass right over that. So <laughs> anyway, so let's assume, obviously, that nobody is in the home. Well, your appliances will sense that. And they could then automatically turn on your security systems, automatically go into um, vacation mode. You know, if nobody's there, you, why are you running the, the thermostat, you know, the air it's conditioner? It's going to think blast. for you. Yeah. Well, another thing that I was thinking about is what about if somebody is home but has not moved for 20 hours? Okay. Something's wrong or let's say whatever number of hours, this system could sense that and and call emergency, you know, ask somebody to check up. So so if you had somebody who fell down or somebody who had a stroke or whatever, I mean, these are all things that they could sell. You could have appliances sort of having warranty checkups by their manufacturer, doing system upgrades, doing repairs, internet, all of these things through the electric lines are communicating. Um, you can, this gets a bit, well, this is a good one. And we're already seeing this a bit. Disease tracking, medicine. Well, right? telehealth, that's become a big well, thing. Well, I'm not last... even thinking about that. What they were doing is these remote connected thermometers that people are using now. They're able to aggregate that data and track the spread of the coronavirus throughout the country based on fevers that are being reported through these thermometers to the internet through this internet of things. Uh, you could you could track pandemics, you could track flus, you know, it doesn't matter. So so that's an upside. Now could downside. you track could you track 
like cyber warfare and things like that. You're you're jumping to the dark side again. (laughs) I'm 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 about to let you in there, but not just yet. Not just yet. Okay, so this is this is definite dark side. Think about how businesses could use this, where they could constantly monitor their employees. They could constantly do that already. I know they do, but this really gets to the nitty gritty. How long did it take you to do a keystroke? Where were your eyes pointing? How often did it take? How long did it take you to walk from this machine to another machine? That's just freaky. Yeah. Well, okay. I had a boss. I had a boss when I was first (laughs) out of high school that I got in trouble as the secretary because they said I went to the toilet too often, and I just wondered who was monitoring me. Well, now it's going to be the Internet of Things. Yeah. Every time you flush, (laughs) it reports, right? Uh, so, it recognizes you in some way. And we have these issues with traffic, with traffic flow. Hey, wait a minute. If it recognizes you in some way, okay. I was making let's a joke. Go, let's not but they would, that would be part of it too, yeah, wouldn't it? could be. So anyway, traffic. I'm going to go into transportation. We already see some of this with auto tolls. You know, you drive through a right. toll booth and it pays for it. They have uh, fleet management. They can track vehicles. OnStar, you're in a wreck. It will communicate directly. But so those, those things already exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those exist. But what about if they could monitor all traffic flow patterns, adjusting the lights based on traffic flow, adjusting routing, you know, signage to direct you around um, backups. Uh, we have some of that with our own GPSs, but this would be a universal. You could adjust marketing. Based on your individual preference, the billboard would change to show you something you're interested in. It's almost like Facebook. Every time your car passes by, that billboard, the billboard, billboard. that billboard <laughs> is changing. Um, you could. But let, let me just say this: that one of the things that strikes me about is that the amount of education and intelligence that's going to require to run these systems. Oh, yeah, they're not going to We're going to right. have to import people from other <laughs> countries because uh, our education system is so right. poor. Well, there's always there's always the geeks. Who the will, downside. The geeks shall inherit the earth. So you've got um, other things like thinking about service services, service stations, places like that. Based on traffic flow, these things could be mobile. You know, restaurants that are mobile, uh, fueling stations that are mobile, based on current absolute actual data. And I'm going to jump now to the dark side. because <laughs> You leave one minute okay. for the dark side. <laughs> Privacy. Privacy. Oh, no kidding. Out the window, right? Out the window, well, yes. aren't we already there? You know, no, I think we have a lot of privacy. Well, we are, we are, you know, hiding here in our Faraday cage, you know, or whatever. But but most of society posts whatever they had for breakfast and tells everybody where they are at any moment through social media. Yeah, they have their location tracking on their phone. Security is an issue. If, you're, if your wow. appliances are reporting in, somebody can hack in, somebody can manipulate that. What about cyber warfare, as you mentioned? some foreign power could actually attack you within your home by your own electronic devices. I mean, that so is not be nice outside to of everybody. the realm. Yeah. What if they increase the voltage, the, the, Whoa. you know, uh, all of a sudden your home is now operating at 800 volts and things are blowing up and your house catches on fire. Those are issues. And another issue is urbanization of the world because all of this requires a large amount of data infrastructure and that increasingly is concentrated in cities because 
we live out in the country. We don't even have dial-up broadband. I mean, literally. And to use all but of these pay. things. But we pay. We pay for pay it. through the nose, yes. Yes. But so it is going to force everybody back into tighter and tighter spaces. Yeah. And the sad part of that is that a lot of people are defining that as sustainable. Okay. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> you have been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to thank our Emmy Award winning producer, Adam Rich. And we want to thank you for spending just a bit of time with us. And your grand, as your grandmother told you, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is... Play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and eat those veggies, Jay. Okay, Mother Earth will sing and her children will be You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blueRockStation.com. Yeah.